Welcome to the Soul Studio for Your Career podcast, helping you evolve your career from the inside out. Hi there, this is Lisa Espinosa, spiritual career coach and author. Welcome to episode two. Gosh, I am still really giddy with excitement about my podcast. So I'm going to say it again. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that I'm finally doing this. And I just welcome you wherever you are in your soul's journey to evolve your career. I'm so grateful that your soul led you here. So today's topic is all about your soul's medicine. And I started talking about this in episode one. So if you haven't heard that first episode, I highly recommend that you listen to it. I shared in that episode that I see season one as the foundational curriculum, the building blocks of what you need to know to evolve your career from the inside out. Because really doing it this way, saying that you are committed to your soul, that you are going to first check within first check inside before taking those external steps. As I shared earlier, that is a radical act. That is a revolutionary act. And it is, it requires a lot of courage and it is a practice. Please don't misunderstand me. I mean, I take plenty of steps where I forget to check in, but it is a practice. And the more I do it, the more I commit every day to saying that my soul is my guide that my soul is the compass, the easier it gets to make that my default. And the harder and more abnormal it feels when I do it the other way. Meaning when I just allow my ego or my fears to be the ones that dictate my decisions and my steps. So thank you for being here. And in the last episode, I talked about how Everybody has a distinct soul's medicine. And by soul's medicine, I mean an energy of healing that combines all of your gifts, your talents, and your life to provide this beautiful healing elixir. Let me say that again, this beautiful healing elixir. And I use that term actually in my second book and that I'm working on now. So I'll, I'll talk about that later. So it's really important to recognize that like a fingerprint, your soul's medicine has no equal. And because of that, it is so essential that you commit to sharing it. Because if you don't share it, even if somebody else has the same exact career as you, the same exact job, life's work as you, the world will be missing out on your medicine because nobody else has your medicine. So I want to share here as I was preparing for this episode that I remembered this powerful question that one of my teachers, Elaine Kalila Dowdy, shared with me. And she's an author and um, just amazing person. And I don't know if she came up with this question herself or if she had, you know, if one of her teachers asked her this question. But the question was, what has your life trained you to be? So I really want you to listen to that. What has your life trained you to be? Now, I could hear that question and answer it in two different ways. 
one way I could say, well, my life has trained me to be suspicious. My life has trained me to close my heart because it will be hurt. My life has trained me to anticipate painful surprises. So to not relax because you never know what's going to happen next. When I hear myself saying those things, I'm amazed at how closed off I feel to the world. And I'm so grateful that that is not how I answer the question, right? Instead, my answer to what has my life trained me to be is that my life has trained me to continue to open my heart, even when it's difficult, that it has trained me to stay optimistic, even when what I'm looking at in front of me is telling me that things just can't get better. My life has trained me to know that miracles are absolutely possible and that the universe is a loving energy. And the reason I can answer it that way instead of the first way that I said was because I have committed to connecting with my soul, to following my soul's guidance. And I have had help. I mean, I've had my coaches who've helped me. But at the end of the day, it was... It was me who made the decision to keep moving forward, who made the decision to keep connecting with my soul and developing the practices of being led from within. So if you're here listening to this podcast, I'm sure that you have had similar experiences. I mean, the details might be different, but that when you hear that question, what has your life trained you to be? You can sit and imagine two different answers for that. Now, let me be clear. I'm not suggesting that formal training, that schooling is not important. I mean, I, you know, my training as a teacher, right, having my master's in education, that is very helpful to what I do today. Being a Reiki master and going through all of the training of uh, becoming a Reiki master, meaning learning about the energy body, learning about the chakras, just all this different um, foundational knowledge and curriculum is absolutely important in how I help my clients. Having my training in the internal family systems model of psychotherapy, that provide such an amazing tool to help my clients come into balance and harmony and to heal self-sabotage. And even, you know, my training as an end-of-life doula, which is somebody who helps people transition when they are dying, that also comes into play. Because as you evolve your career, there are many little deaths. What I mean is there are deaths to our ego, right? Deaths to our identity. I definitely experienced that when I left teaching. I hadn't realized how much of my identity was wrapped up around being a teacher. And when that was gone, and I didn't have anything to replace it, it was like a little death, right? It felt I felt untethered. I felt... Uh, ungrounded and all sorts of feelings came up that I didn't have that label. So all of that formal training is important. And whatever formal training you've, you've had, whether it's college or other type of training, of course, of course, that's part of what you offer your clients, your students, the people you serve, or the animals, the world. However, when I help my clients, the reason I am great at what I do The reason I can help my clients follow their soul's guidance to evolve their career is because I'm doing it. 
If I just had the book knowledge, I'd be able to help some, I'm sure. But I would be very limited in what I could support my clients with. And that isn't to say that I'm perfect or that I'm not learning. Of course, I'm still learning. I'm still evolving always. But the fact that I left my teaching career, right, that I followed my soul's guidance and went through the really difficult and challenging steps of following that guidance, even when it didn't make logical sense, right, the, um, that is something that allows me to be really present with my clients as they go through their journey, whether they're leaving an established career or not, whatever they're doing that requires courage, because following your soul's guidance is courageous. So part of my soul medicine is that. Also, even, you know, things that don't seem career related absolutely are part of your soul's medicine. You know, one of my daughters got very sick a few years ago. I write a little bit about this in my book. It was an unexpected illness. It was incredibly terrifying. And it wasn't something that was easy to label or treat. And, you know, this is her story to share. So I don't feel the need to to go into all the details. But suffice it to say that it was very scary for me and for all of us. And that was a moment I share in my book, this moment where I was uh, in my bedroom and I have a little altar in my bedroom with my meditation cushion. And I was looking at my altar. I was looking at the meditation cushion. And I was so upset with the universe, with God, with my soul. It just felt like after all of these different challenges I had experienced in my life, now to be facing this. And it felt so unexpected and that really I my... The different parts of me were, were of course, scared, but they were angry. They're like, why is this happening? Why is this happening to my daughter? Is everything I'm saying just BS? You know, really, I didn't want to meditate. I didn't want to connect with my soul. I was angry at my soul. I think at that time, I just felt like if I was connected to my soul, I felt like my soul should have prepared me or should have um, told me how to help or avoid it or, or I don't know all the different things that I was wanting my soul to have done for me. I mean, of course, now looking back, I understand most of it. I understand that it's her journey, but I understand. I see all the blessings and miracles that came out of that experience. However, at that moment where when I was really standing at this crossroads deciding, okay, is everything I tell my clients crap? Like, or, or do I really believe it? Because I didn't want to pause and connect with my soul first when it came to my daughter every cell in my body wanted to just take action and wanted to fix it. But I knew as I stood there in that moment that if I chose to do that, if I decided, well, this issue with my daughter's illness is just way too serious for me to say that I'm going to connect with my soul first. You know, that's okay for other things, but for this, that's just too, too serious, too important if I made that decision, then it meant that everything that I was teaching my clients, everything I was writing about, because at that time I was writing my first book, wasn't true, that I was a hypocrite, that I was going to have to leave the work I did. And in that moment, I, uh, even though I didn't want to, I decided once again to trust my soul and to sit on that cushion and, and ask my soul for guidance. And that was a really, it was a painful moment. It asked me to stretch 
in a way that I hadn't in a long time. And I know that it was a series of things that had happened throughout my life where I said yes to my soul in the face of really, really challenging things that a lot, that prepared me for that moment, for me to say yes, even through this really scary, um, confusing, shocking thing that's happening with my daughter, even through this, I am going to connect with my soul first. Now, I don't mean that we didn't go to doctors, that we didn't take lots of action steps, of course. But I still, every day, connected with my soul and received my soul's love and cried. And and I realized that one of the scary things about connecting with our soul when we're so scared is that I was afraid to hear my soul telling me that something really bad was going to happen to my daughter. I was afraid to sit and feel all my scared, my scary feelings it was easier to just stay busy, but I didn't do that. And that journey with my daughter, that moment where I said, yes, even through this, I'm going to follow my soul's guidance. That is part of my soul's medicine as well. And there's a lot more. And I share that so that you can start to ask yourself and understand what is your soul's medicine? What has your life trained you to be? And to understand that it doesn't have to be specifically career related. So let me share you know, an example with a client. I have a lot of clients that are, in the, that are in the wellness field. And this client, who I'll call Veronica, she was a therapist. And she loved the work that she did. She wasn't considering changing careers. However, she was really feeling stifled and constrained by the traditional way of psychotherapy that she was practicing with her clients. She was very intuitive. And she was feeling this restlessness, this just knowing that there was more she was meant to share. And when she came to work with me, you know, when she hired me as her coach, it really became clear that what her soul was guiding her to do was to share more of her, her soul's medicine, not just her formal training with her clients. So that included definitely her meditation practice, her spiritual journey, which had sustained her throughout many years and then some of the really challenging things that she was going through which there was a lot of relationship initiations that she was going through with her husband at that time so all of that when she recognized okay that is all part of my soul's medicine it's not just my formal training now that isn't to say that she went and just shared all her personal life with her clients that's not what i mean although sometimes when appropriate of course you can share in a professional way, things that you know will touch your clients that will be relevant to them. But it's not the words you say, it's the energy you carry. That's what your soul medicine is. So that when clients were with her, when she accepted, when she recognized and integrated, wow, this is my soul's medicine. It's not just a formal training, all this training that I've taken in ther- as a therapist, which was, of course, important, but it's my life. It's what my life has trained me to be. That is what truly helps me to help my clients transform. That then started to evolve her career in such an accelerated way. And the same will be true for you. So a couple of things, just um, bullet points about your soul's medicine. First, what I've said several times already, nobody else has it. It's like a fingerprint. Nobody else has your soul's medicine. I shared in the last episode, right? There's, I actually looked it up after I recorded that episode. There's like 500,000 podcasts on iTunes. So 
I am still doing mine because I know my medicine is different and it is needed. Just like all of those podcasters, their medicine is needed. So remember, yours is the same. Nobody else has it. It's like a fingerprint. Also, your soul's medicine is meant to evolve. When I was a teacher, my soul's medicine was important in the work that I did with my seventh grade students. Absolutely. I had, oh gosh, very challenging teenage years. So all of that came into play when I was a teacher to my seventh grade students. And then my soul said, your time here is done. Because my soul medicine was evolving, there was now a different way to share my medicine. But when I left that career, I took all that medicine with me, both the formal training, but also all that I had learned through the challenges and amazing experiences of being a seventh grade teacher. So again, your soul's medicine is meant to evolve. And and if you don't allow it to evolve because of fears, it can grow stagnant. Not it can, it will grow stagnant. And it can even become toxic. It can start making you sick because we're not allowing it to evolve. So that's when you see people who've been in a career for years after they were done. You know, for years when their soul had been has been guiding them to leave, to transition, to evolve. And because of fears, they haven't allowed themselves to do that. And then you see people who are either very bitter or sick or just fatigued because their medicine is not being allowed to share, to be shared. And I say that with great compassion because we've all done that at one point in our lives. And the last thing I want to say about your soul's medicine is that it goes beyond your career. It's not just shared in your career. It's a healing presence that you take with you wherever you are, when you're with your family, when you're grocery shopping, when uh, you're vacationing, your healing energy is with you. Your soul's medicine is with you. However, again, because I am a career coach, a spiritual career coach, I am focused on how your soul's medicine is wanting to be shared in your career. And I want to remind you that whether you know about your soul's medicine or not, whether someone is explicitly aware that they have a unique medicine, it's there. However, once you know, once you can make it an explicit conversation that you start to have with your soul, then your soul's journey to evolve your career can really accelerate. So I had said yesterday that I really, my intention with this podcast is that every episode gives you something practical to take with you. So for today, my invitation for you is to start to be in conversation with your soul about your soul's medicine. Ask your soul that question, what has my life trained me to be? What is my soul's medicine? How can I evolve it? What steps can I take to share it more profoundly? So to help you with that, we're going to start our short meditation. I want to remind you to skip it for now if you're not in the right space to do a meditation, if it's not safe for you to do so. And also that you might want to have a journal to write down anything that might come. Remember, meditating with your soul is all about receiving from your soul. It's that simple and that profound. So starting to take some nice cleansing breaths some mindful inhales and exhales. And whether you're sitting or lying down or maybe standing, 
bringing your awareness to your lower body, your hips, your pelvis, your knees, your ankles and feet. Feeling where your body connects with the earth and visualizing beautiful roots of light going down your legs and out the bottoms of your feet deep into the earth. And set the intention of letting go through these roots any energy, any distraction, anything that could get in the way of you fully being present here with your soul. So letting that flow into the earth, knowing that the earth will compost and recycle whatever you release. And now breathing in through the bottoms of your feet, beautiful energy of support and strength and renewal and vitality coming up from the earth, up the bottoms of your feet, flowing up to your knees, your hips, flowing up the back of your spine, the back of your neck, the crown of your head. So you're feeling very grounded, very present. And then bringing your awareness to the center of your chest, your heart center, your heart chakra. Bringing the palms of your hands over your heart center, shoulders relaxed, elbows relaxed. As you breathe in, setting that intention that you are now receiving from your soul. Remembering that your soul loves you unconditionally. And as you breathe in and breathe out and connect with the beautiful energy of your soul, so seeing your heart filling with beautiful golden light that represents your soul and your soul's medicine. Seeing your heart filling with that golden light and that golden light starting to fill your torso as you start to more explicitly receive your soul's medicine. And then seeing that golden light fill your whole body so that you are filled with your own soul's medicine. And then seeing that golden light radiating from your body so that you see your aura, that field around your body radiating your beautiful soul's medicine. See yourself walking through your day radiating your soul's medicine without any effort, without feeling depleted. And as you bring your awareness back to your heart, getting ready to ask your soul, beautiful soul, show me a symbol that represents my soul's medicine. Beautiful soul, show me a symbol that represents my soul's medicine. Beautiful soul, show me a symbol that represents my soul's medicine. And as your heart fills with more light from your soul, know that your soul has placed a symbol there. You might be aware of it now, 
or it might come at a later time. You might see it in nature. You might see it in a dream. It might come to you in a song. And set the intention in this moment that you are open to receiving that symbol that represents your soul's medicine. Breathing in and out, feeling the earth beneath you. As we bring the palms of our hands together in front of our heart, thank your beautiful soul and receive your soul's gratitude for you. Receive your soul saying thank you to you. As we bow to each other, everyone here connected to this podcast, and we bow to ourselves and we end with a namaste thank you everyone it's always such an honor to be with you remember you can subscribe to my podcast on my website lisaespinosa.net and I'd love for you to post a review on iTunes if you feel called to do so And most of all, remember that nobody else has your soul's medicine. Go out and share it. If you want to explore the possibility of me mentoring and coaching you as you evolve your career from the inside out, I would love to talk. Go to my website, lisaespinosa.net, go to the Start Here page and read all about scheduling a private breakthrough session with me where I will help you get clarity on where you are now and where you want to go as far as your career. And if it feels like we're a good fit, I'll share with you the details of my different coaching programs. Talk to you soon.